Since the dawn of time, mankind has searched for ways to shelter themselves from the elements. Over the centuries, these shelters have evolved from bamboo huts to concrete towers. The last few years, there's been a push to save the planet. Are you ready to embark on a more sustainable lifestyle? Look no further. You're about to enter the adventures of container home living. And now, contractor, radio and TV personality, and your host for Boxcar Universe, Steve Dubell. Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, host of Boxcar Universe, along with my co-host Mel Alva. And here's what's coming up on this week's edition of Boxcar Universe. Joe James is here with us. He is the CEO and president of Mobile Emergency Housing Corporation. With the fires in Maui and many of the people there are that are homeless, Joe's company is filling the gap with mobile emergency housing. Also with us is Chuck Warshaver. He is the advisor and operating partner of Stardust Building Supplies, your choice for reclaiming and recycling all kinds of building materials. That and more right here on this week's edition of Boxcar Universe, your home for container sustainable lifestyle living. And uh, we want to welcome all our guests to the show today. Mel and I are here and uh, manning the fort as usual. Mel, how are you today? I'm doing great, Steve. How are you? Great. You know, we're just just like you. We're running running in the gap here, <laughs> as they say, and uh, trying to make a difference and make things happen. But you know, um, the one thing I want to uh, just touch base on before we introduce our first guest, um, you know, the uh, the fires in Maui have been at the forefront of the news broadcast for several weeks now. Um, you know, exactly, you know, the, uh, the devastation that we see there in, in the, in the pictures and stuff. And then, you know, all of a sudden then, you know, after they're thinking about devastation and what's all these people are displaced, then all of a sudden the finger pointing starts. But, you know, one of the things that I always thought of originally when I first saw the fires was that this is the perfect place for emergency temporary housing. Because these displaced people have no home. A lot of the people have lost all all their valuables. They have no money. And we see some of these interviews on television, and it's it's really heartbreaking. And, you know, sometimes the government is not as efficient as we would like them to be because they aren't fulfilling the need of people that— have been devastated by a natural, by either by natural disasters or with this situation with, you know, fires. And, you know, and there's a lot of different uh, theories that I've heard that, you know, where the sty- the fire start? Well, you know, that these are things to, that need to be figured out. But the one thing that really needs to be figured out immediately is how to help these, these people who have lost basically everything. Right. And uh, it, it's just something that needs to be taken care of by uh, people that's stepping in and filling the gap. And our first guest is Joe James. He's the CEO and president of Mobile Emergency Housing Corporation. And uh, I happen to hear uh, Joe doing an interview on uh, on the radio on Monday on Labor Day. And I reached out to Joe and I said, I, I have to have you as a guest on my show because this is something that is near and dear to what you know, Mel and I actually try and do is helping the public understand what's going on and in this realm of temporary housing and container homes. And uh, Joe agreed to come on the show today and tell us a little bit about his company and what is going on with his support of those uh, devastated people in uh, Maui. Joe, thank you for being on Boxcar Universe today. Welcome to the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Great. And Welcome, I- Joe. And I know you're you're in the midst of traveling, so um, we're going to try not to take up a lot of your time because I know you've got a tight schedule. But, uh, Joe, tell us a little bit about about you and how you got started with your company. Well, Mobile Emergency Housing Corp basically started about four or five years ago, 2019. It was a outgrowth of another company I own called Coaches on Location. We were 
supplying um, luxury on-site accommodations for the entertainment industry, the film and entertainment industry. Um, the company wound up doing the Grammys in 2018. Um, and a friend of mine approached me. He said, hey, hey, Joe, you know, Hurricane Maria wiped out um, Puerto Rico. And I'm tight with the governor. Could you help us? You know, basically you have all these vehicles and you're, you know, catering to celebrities. What can you do for us? So we actually looked at um, shipping crates, um, putting them together, using them as uh, temporary housing for the, the people in Puerto Rico. The problem with Puerto Rico was that that hurricane was so devastating that they had no infrastructure, had no way to get them from the docks, up the roads, you know, telephone poles are still down for weeks, trees were down. But it gave me a good lesson um, about this industry and how needed it was. And that really kind of broke my heart again. I mean, I'm watching TV and I'm seeing these people living in the streets with a tarp over them or, you know, living in their cars. And, 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 and here I am with these, um, these A-class movie stars hanging out in my RVs. And I said, you know, there's, this this something else I should be doing, you know, basically to help people like this. So mobile emergency housing started getting calls, ironically, from a couple of entertainers producers whose house burned down they wanted to stay in our our luxury rvs and that lit the fuse uh, between hurricane maria um, um and a couple of other events i said you know this is really what i want to do because i can't imagine being in that situation and have to rely on the government because the government's not going to make you whole so we formed the company in 19 um and the first year we were profitable uh we've been growing 450 percent year over year and we treat our clients like their family. You know, we put ourselves in this situation. So we will not rent them something that I would not personally live in or rent to somebody in my family. And from that philosophy, I mean, our philosophy is customer service first. These people have lost everything. They have nothing. Some of them, you know, have lost their pets. Some of them have lost um, family members. So what can I do to make their life a little easier and that's the premise of the company and it's it's just been phenomenal at the outreach you know the the type of reviews we get and the the gratitude that i get from helping people in that type of situation situation yeah i mean i it's got to be very rewarding is especially when you meet and greet these people they're going to be i i can imagine that they are eternally indebted to you and your company for some of the things that you're doing and being able to supply them with just to put a roof over their head and help them through this, this really bad time. I mean, you know, we think about, uh, some of the things that we've seen, uh, you know, in other sp spots around the country and around the world. I mean, uh, I, I gotta believe that, uh, with the way you hear about all these different climate problems and weather related issues that, um, your, your product is needed everywhere. Absolutely. And, and to your point, the, our clients become our friends. I mean, they invite me to their barbecues. They've invited me to their weddings. Um, they literally become friends and I reach out to them from uh, time to time. Uh, one person in particular comes to my mind that lived in Mechanicsville, Maryland. She owned two houses and she had a house in Alabama that got destroyed by a hurricane. And then she moved up to her other house in uh, Mechanicsville at another weather event, destroyed that house. It was so devastating to her husband. He had a heart attack and a stroke and wound up in a hospital, had to have vascular surgery. And it was just a bad situation. So he's getting ready basically to be released from the hospital. He has no place to go. The hospital won't release him unless he has some place to go. They contacted me. We were building some custom residential trailers. A couple of them were actually coming offline from the factory. We shipped it straight from the factory, straight to her home. Unfortunately, that particular day, my installer wasn't available. I knew that it was an emergency. So I jumped in my car and drove the five hours down to Mechanicsville, Maryland, and set the trailer up myself. And you're talking about gratitude. Um, you know, it just was, you know, like a phenomenal situation for them. And 
they were very thankful and we became good friends. I mean, that, that, that's just, you know, it's some of the things that, you know, we always do, like, especially, you know, in the field, you know, doing, you know, remodeling and repairs and stuff like that, you know, when those kind of things strike in any shape or form, it's kind of like, it's, it's emergency time and it needs to be fixed like yesterday. And, um, that's right. the need of the need of the, the homeowner, um, it always comes first because like, I'm sure like you do, you know, you want to be able to know that they're safe and sound and you, you did your best and we could sleep at night. Yep. If they call me at three o'clock in the morning and I'm up, I'm answering that phone. It rolls over, over to, over to all my phones and all my staff, but really I'm the one that's looking at the lines coming in. So nine out of 10 times when the phone rings, I'm going to answer it unless I'm in a meeting. Um, if it's, it, it, goes past my lines, my uh, staff pick up the phone. So, you know, we're a 24 seven shop. Um, it doesn't matter. You know, emergencies happen anytime, all day, every day. So uh, they don't happen on a schedule. You know, uh, someone calls me and they need something and we can deliver it. That's what we're going to do. So Maui is a special case. Um, Maui has been so devastated by the wildfire. And yes, there's a lot of politics involved and finger pointing. Frankly, I'm not concerned about any of that. So I'm going direct to the homeowner. Our business model basically is we help displaced homeowners um, get temporary housing because they have insurance. People that have to wait on the government, unfortunately, or you know, nonprofits, you know, it's a little bit more difficult for them. So Right now, what we're doing is we're compiling a list of the homeowners who have been displaced, who are insured, uh, to provide them with temporary housing once their land is is cleared. Now, that doesn't mean that we are ignoring the renters and people that didn't have insurance. We're actually compiling a list of everyone who reaches out to us who needs housing, and we're submitting that list over to the government, the local senators, and nonprofits, and hopefully raise some money so they can also um, live in one of our um, units. Basically, we have smart homes that's going to be delivered, um, really nice high-tech units, and also the collapsible trailers, which I'll get into more detail with. Sure. I mean, that's one of the things I wanted to just touch base on, you know, looking at some of the pictures that uh, on the the way these uh, can be put together, I mean, they are, it's just amazing. You could just, like, I could see how you can stack them up um, as many as you can uh, and ship them overseas to be able to get them there. And um, just basically with a forklift, and uh, I'm sure it's, you know, for, somebody who grew up in his, he was, as they say, being my business, I'm, I guess you could say I'm handy with tools, uh, because I know a lot of homeowners who are dangerous with tools and I try and save them from there, from hurting themselves. But there is, it, it, it seems that it's, the assembly of them seems to be pretty simple when you put them together, when they're shipped flat and then when then they're erected and put together, um, they're weather tight and uh i mean that uh, they look they look they look very nice when you think about a temporary home i mean any home really that is uh you, someone can provide for you in a, in a time of disaster is is like you said is greatly appreciated yeah the the foldable shelters um they're patented and they are easily transportable we can put 10 of them on a flatbed truck. Uh, we could put um, a thousand of them on a ship um, and, and move them all around the world. Basically, it takes about 15 minutes to, to um, set them up. There's four hinges. Once they are elevated using a single forklift and um, you just put the hinges in place, they sit back down and they become weathertight. Uh, they have a, a window that can be optimized for air conditioning. So you can put a, a uh, unit in uh, basically as a heat pump or AC. And then you can outfit it however you need. Walls come down 
So you can stack them side by side. You can make them uh, uh, command centers. You know, you could do a lot of different things with them. Um, meeting rooms, all types of uh, configurations. Um, you know, shelters for homeless, uh, for the immigrants. You know, you could really stack them as far as you have space. Uh, support services, we arrange that as well. All depends on what the need is. You know, we'll bring in um, portable holding tanks, storage tanks, potable water tanks, um, and and um, uh, bathrooms, showers. These particular units don't have bathrooms, but they can be configured with a a um, a shower bathroom stall setup attached to the back of it. So it depends on what the you know client needs. You know they're very versatile. That's really great. Um, before we go to break, I want to just give out uh, Joe's company's phone number and uh, his actual uh, URL. His phone number is 888-201-7999. And you could check out his website online at mobileemergencyhousing.com. But on the other side of the break, we're going to talk a little more about Maui and his company's plan on how to get all this material and housing over there and uh, what the long-term game plan is right there. But I want everybody to stay tuned right here. You are listening to Boxcar Universe. Alva with Alva Interiors and co-host of Boxcar Universe. As a professional interior designer with over 22 years experience, I'm excited to bring my knowledge to the Boxcar Universe show. As a full-service interior design studio, we see your designs from the conceptual phase through to the styling and furnishing of your home. At Alva Interiors, our team approaches every design project with a fashion-meets-design sense to execute timeless interiors style that makes a statement. You can find us on the web at alvainteriorsaz.com, on Facebook at alvainteriorsaz, and on Instagram at alvainteriors. Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric, a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of the residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480-503-1339. You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Boxcar Universe, and we are here today with Joe James, the CEO and president of Mobile Emergency Housing, and we're talking about what his great company is doing to help the needy people in fire-ridden Maui, and uh, it's just an amazing, amazing thing that uh, he is providing, and we want to get a little more in-depth on... Uh, the plan on how all this came about. And uh, I know, Joe, you had said that you're working with the insurance companies with this. Why don't you take us through some of the some of the uh, nuts and bolts of how all that works? Sure. So our primary business model is uh, helping displaced homeowners throughout the United States um, who have been, you know, burnt out of their house or their house has been destroyed by some extreme weather event. The homeowner then files a claim with the insurance company. The insurance company goes over to a housing company, a temporary housing agency, um, to outsource that particular homeowner's uh, needs, and they contact a company like us. Um, what happens a lot of times is the homeowner needs to find us on their own because 
not a lot of temporary housing agencies um, uh, have actually, there's not a lot of companies like my company out there that services uh, the, the United States um, and especially Hawaii. So the homeowner then picks up the ball and they, you know, they jump online and they start um, Googling uh, temporary housing and they come across us. They may come across uh, one of our competitors, but when they look at their reviews and our reviews, they um, invariably go with us. We then put together an estimate based on what they need. If they say they need two bedrooms, three bedrooms, four bedrooms, we put together an estimate. Uh, we get our our contractors to look at the property, see what it needs in terms of um, um, sewer, electric, water. And then we shoot that over to the homeowner and copy their insurance company. And the insurance company says either yes or no. 90% of the times they say yes, especially, especially if they have no other options. We're normally cheaper than leaving the uh, homeowner in a hotel for a long period of time. And, and that's problematic by itself. Because a lot of times, for, for example, if it's a rural fire, um, a person's um, farm burns down, the closest motel may be an hour away, which means now that the kids have to look for a different school district, and it creates all types of logistical problems for the family. So the solution for that is for them to have a mobile home brought to their property if they have enough room and to be set up on their property. And that's basically the premise of our company. So when we have a natural disaster, we get um, calls from all over the country from homeowners who are displaced, and we work with them and the insurance companies on a case-by-case basis to basically deploy and deliver our equipment. So yeah, how do you how do you foresee? I mean, obviously that you're doing now. Um, have you sh- sent over uh, a shipment of these homes yet over there? Or are they on their way? Not yet. Not yet. Because basically we have to get permission from the governor um, and the mayor. Uh, Maui is still pretty much on lockdown. They're still trying to figure a lot of things out, to be honest with you. Um, They need to clear the land. So there's things that need to happen before we can deliver. Because what we normally do is we deliver the unit to the actual lot where the house was standing or next to where it's going to be built. And they reside in the unit until it's 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 completed. The units that we have um, um, that we're going to be supplying for Maui, they can be lived in year round because these structures are made out of steel. They're not like your typical mobile home. They they, the the steel portion is guaranteed for fifty years, Um, so they can actually use these as a primary residence. We can combine them. Uh, right now, they're configured in one and two bedroom residences. We can attach two two bedroom um, smart homes, we call them, and they'll have four bedrooms and you know a living room and you know two bathrooms. So it depends on the land. Um, it depends on what the government allows. I was speaking to the building department yesterday, and for every six thousand square foot lot they're allowed to have one primary structure and and uh, two accessory structures. But right now, the mayor's office is in control of all of that. Uh, there have been restrictions on mobile homes because of the builders' unions didn't want, you know, mobile homes to come in basically and destroy their market. My understanding is they have um, relaxed that position because they know that they need to um, open it up so that people can get housing so everything is still in still in the works it's, it's kind of in flux unfortunately FEMA's there uh, they have shelters set up a lot of people are up in hotels a lot of people are up in in um airbnbs and we're making our list of everyone that needs housing whether they have insurance or not so when we get the green light we'll be able to ship the units over yeah, and do you any idea on a timeline when you foresee that happening? Well, it takes us um, all depends on the the number of foldable houses uh, we have a a um, a st- a storage. Um, a, I'm sorry, a warehouse storing uh, some of the units in California, so that would be 
easier to get to Maui, Hawaii. Transit time is going to be somewhere between 10 and 12 days. Um, the units are being built for us in Hungary, and they're being shipped from Hungary to uh, Maui. And all depends on basically how many we need. They can produce for us 250 a month. And it takes anywhere between 30 and 40 days to go from Hungary over to Maui. So that's that's the transit time once we get the green light. So there's a, a few other things that need to happen uh, logistically. You know, yeah. the, the land needs to be cleared. The government has to give us, you know, the green light. And of course, the insurance companies have to say, Yes or no? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. Sometimes that's the problem. You know, you, you where you have the units there, and the government is just uh, dragging your heels. Not to mention, you know, you've got a distance thing there. Although you have those some in California already, but uh, which is always yep. a good thing. Now you had you had told me the other day that you have uh, people that work with you spread out throughout the whole country. Yep. Uh, we have strategic relationships with several companies um, who actually reached out to me and asked me to to um, partner with them to help uh, bring some type of housing relief to, to Maui. So the equipment you know, that we're getting is not all owned by us. Um, it's from a strategic partnership that we have um, that's being built. And um, we're a vendor for a couple of the firms that um, is supplying the equipment. And, you know, the, you know, everybody's on deck, you know, because everybody understands how important this is. Um, no one company is going to be able to, to um, solve this problem by themselves. So it's going to take a collaboration of, of um, multiple companies in order to come together and make this happen. Yeah, it's something that's that's really uh, a combined effort with a lot of people and every, trying to, I would imagine, trying to keep uh, track of all this is uh, a job in itself. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. For sure. <laughs> That's amazing. Sure. Joe, but, oh, go ahead. We've had experience at it, you know. So over the last five years, you know, we've learned by trial and error, basically. And we've, we've um, systematized everything. Uh, we have in-house engineers. Uh, we have in-house uh, attorneys. Uh, you know, basically, we have everything we need, but we do um, utilize local labor to make these things happen because local knowledge is key. You know, uh, we're out of Farmingdale, New York. Uh, we can't tell you what it's like in in Elk Elk, Washington. You know, right. so we we partner with a lot of different companies basically to make this happen. And um, once they understand the significance of the work they're doing, you know, they're on board um, 100%. The, the companies who, who see it as a profit margin or a profit motive, I should say, um, we shy away from them. Uh, we've had a couple of vendors who gave us two different rates. Uh, they had the regular rate and they had the disaster rate. And the disaster rate was 400% higher. <laughs> and we don't play that game. No, that's just, that's just wrong. Especially when yeah. you're talking about yeah. disaster. Is wrong, you know, ethically it's wrong. And frankly, you're not going to stay in business because sooner or later, um, it's going to attract the wrong attention. And, you know, like during COVID, when people were trying to um, scout PPP and, you know, all of that kind of stuff, you know, folks wind up going to jail, rightfully so because they were withholding this vital um, uh, material to, um, you know, for a, a um, unreasonable profit. And that's something, you know, that we just won't tolerate. You know, I want to be able to go to bed at night knowing that I did the best I can for my clients. I made a reasonable profit for my company and we move on. And frankly, whatever they need, we give it to them. If they call me up at two o'clock in the morning and say, hey, my refrigerator just stopped working. Um, we're on the phone with our supplier and we'll get a refrigerator there. Um, sometimes the next day, if not in a couple of days, because we understand, you know, these things are important. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, uh, before we wrap up, 
you know, what we were talking about, um, I understand what you had told me that you are uh, making, making a couple of stops here in the country on the East coast. And then you were flying to Maui and, uh, how long do you plan on staying there? That's a good question. Or, um, or it just needed. is on a, on a, on a, as, as needed basis, I would think, that's right? It. Yeah, that's the answer. Um, you know, it depends on a lot of things right now. Basically we're in, uh, we're anticipating delivering somewhere between 350 and 500 units a month. So once we have the infrastructure in place in order to make that happen, you know, all of the labor, um, you know, basically just to coordinate everything, you know, then I might be able to, uh, relax and, 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 and come home. But you know, Maui's not a bad place to hang out mm-hmm. if you gotta, you know, you gotta work. Yeah, well, so. that's, that's true. But, uh, I hope that when you, when you do come back, that you reach out to us cause we'd love to hear a follow up uh, on what's going on with, uh, you're supplying the homes there and what's going on with the people there and just give our listeners a little bit of an update to know that, uh, someone's looking after them. And I want to thank you for doing that. Cause I think that's part of, uh, what every, what everybody should be doing. And especially when they have the means to help somebody, they just don't bury their head in the sand. And, uh, I think you're, uh, you're a gentleman, actually a man after my own heart who wants to put other people's needs in front of their own. And, uh, we want to thank you for doing that. I really appreciate it. And, um, I will definitely check back and give you an update to uh, let you know how things are going. Um, my strategy right now was to put some pressure on the local politicians to, um, you know, make them move. Um, it's just not moving fast enough. We've reached out to the uh, senators and the mayor's office and all the other departments. And it takes them days in order to respond. Um, so the sooner that we could uh, get clearance from the government, the faster we can get over there. I can't start shipping units until we know that Maui is open or at least approximately when it's going to be open. So we could have our team there to, you know, meet the ship at the port offload and take them from the port basically over to their final destination. That's what we're waiting on. We have the equipment, uh, we have the knowledge, and we have the manpower. We're just waiting on the government now, basically, to get out of our way. (laughs) I know a lot of people are waiting for the government to get out of their way, but, uh, yeah, it's it's just something we have to deal with. But, uh, Joe, why don't you give out your contact information one more time? Sure. Sure. My name is Joseph James, and my direct line is 888-348-5553. The main line to the company is 888-201-7999. And our website is mobileemergencyhousing.com. Go to the website um, if you ever have a need for temporary housing. If you're a homeowner um, whose house is caught on fire and you need some place, just go to the website and click get help. And that email comes over to me and my staff 24 seven and we get back to you in less than 24 hours. So looking forward to helping everybody that we can. And thank you, Steve, for what you're doing um, to, you know, keep Maui in the forefront, you know, because basically how the news cycle is, you know, next hurricane comes along, the last one basically gets forgotten. So we want to keep Maui basically at the forefront and, um, you know, and just push them to, get things going faster than they're going because, you know, people are really hurting. They're living in their cars, you know, they're sleeping in the streets, you know, they're, you know, tend to a room in some places. No, it's just amazing. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you about, you know, when the next disaster comes, the last one gets forgotten about just like all the people that are hurting where the train derailment, when they had the hazmat several months ago and they're still hurting and they're still having, they're having to fight the government for help. Yep. I mean, and that's just totally wrong. Yep. Just totally yep. wrong. Joe, thanks again so much. Happy travels Thank you. and, uh, safe travels. And, uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Excellent. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. Joe James Bye-bye. is, uh, is, uh, got a great company there. He's going to be doing some great things for, 
the people in Maui and uh, just uh, just a little piece of something that we can help our listeners get up to speed on and know that uh, there is somebody trying to make a difference. And his company name again is Mobile Emergency Housing Corporation. So uh, thanks again. Appreciate it, Joe. But we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we have our next guest, Chuck Warshaver. He is the advertiser and operating partner of Stardust Building Supplies here in the Phoenix. Um, Phoenix is our premier choice for recycled building supplies. So I want everybody to hang tight. Don't go away. You're listening to Boxcar Universe. Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Star Building Supplies Valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. You may not believe this, but smart home technology can be traced back to 1975 to the first home automation platform when the X10 was invented. In 48 years, things have come a long way. To truly have a smart home today, the homeowner needs to make a smart decision and call a premier high-tech company. That company is Mythic Sound Lighting and Shade. Mythic can simplify your life with home automation, home security, home theater, lighting and shade, plus outdoor and indoor home audio, custom designed to fit your lifestyle. For the finest in products and services, visit their website at mythicsls.com. That's M-Y-T-H-I-C-S-L-S.com. Or call them today for a free consultation at 602-329-4252. That's 602-329-4252. Hi, I'm Sean with Mr. Electric, and I have a tip to help make your life better. One important reminder is to call a qualified electrician when you have frequent problems with blowing fuses or tripping circuit breakers. When a circuit breaker trips or a fuse blows, it's indicating that you have a problem with some other part of the circuit. If your breaker trips more than once, you should have a qualified electrician come out and take a look at it. Contrary to what may be acceptable, you really shouldn't try to continuously try to reset the breaker because there may be a problem somewhere else down the circuit and you could be causing a fire hazard. There could be a loose connection or some other form of problem on the circuit, and every time you reset the circuit breaker, it could be causing a spark at the other end. We recommend having a qualified electrician come out and check on the condition of the circuit, and make sure that the circuit does not have any problems, and it could just be a bad breaker also, but you definitely want to have a qualified electrician check that out. To have someone come out from our team may only take a portion of a day, but it could potentially save you a lot of money or your life. And that's just another way Mr. Electric has the power to make your life better. All right, we are back, and you are listening to Boxcar Universe, and uh, our next guest is Chuck Warsaver. He is the advisor and operating partner of Stardust Building Supplies here in the Valley of the Sun, and uh, I've been doing business with Stardust for uh, years. I mean, I go back and think about this. had to be at least 20 years at least when we started doing, you know, bigger remodeling projects and stuff like that. And, you know, when uh, there was a need to be able to go out and find some, uh, you know, different types of units, whether it be, you know, um, some maybe countertops that were when people wanted to get, I mean, I remember seeing, we used to have uh, Formica tops. I don't think, Mel, when's the last time you saw a Formica countertop? Oh my gosh. The <laughs> word just makes me cringe. Don't, don't cringe. I we, don't cringe because we still carry them. Oh, okay. No, you know what? They're great for certain spaces. I mean, obviously I, I wouldn't put them on an interior of a home anymore, but you know, yeah. that you're talking to a, 
a designer. I mean, obviously they're affordable and that was the thing back in the yeah, day. Yeah, and you back know? in the but, day. Yeah. I mean, uh, they used to take, they used to save them. I remember that used to save them, but you know, now, you know, with the, uh, we were talking to, uh, Chuck earlier, uh, during the break, uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, I remember that, uh, I had used Stardust a lot of, they have a lot of their, with their deconstruction program, but I'm going to let Chuck jump in here and tell us a little bit about, um, you know, Stardust for our listeners who are not familiar with Stardust Building Supplies and uh, whether it be in the Phoenix area or around the country, because I know around the country, there are a lot of different similar type companies. So Chuck, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking time out to be on Boxcar Universe. Appreciate it. Thanks, Steve, for having me. Um, so first of all, Stardust is a nonprofit, and we've been around for 27 years. And our mission is quite simply to keep things out of the landfill. So yeah, deconstruction is a big part of what we do. So we'll go into homes or hotels or commercial properties and carefully deconstruct cabinets, uh, fixtures, and alike, bathrooms, et cetera, kitchens. And we will resell them in our reuse centers. We've got a reuse center in Mesa and one in Glendale. And we also, in addition to doing deconstruction, we take back a lot of returns and canceled orders and excess inventory from vendors. So we'll get a lot of times brand new stuff that was a canceled order. Cabinets uh, are a big one that we get, a lot of office furniture um, and so on. So it, it's sort of like a scavenger hunt when you come to the store because we get new things every day. And there's a very fast churn because people, the loyalists pay attention to what we have and, and are in and out sometimes, you know, multiple times a week. Yeah, I can imagine, I can imagine that it's something that is, you know, the turnover on, on what you, you get in or is, is quite probably quite quick. Yeah, we, um, we've been posting multiple times a day on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. So people pay attention. And if they see an item that is of interest, they're jumping all over it um, and coming into buy. Yeah. It's amazing. I remember, I think the first time I, I uh, got familiar with Stardust and what you guys carry. I remember when I had bought my uh, first home in Arizona back in 89, it's going back 89. Mel, were you around in Phoenix in 89? I mean, Steve, I was barely born before that. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yes, I was. I just wanted to make the old man joke. Come on now. Um, yes, watch I it. I think I was probably, probably in, I don't know, first grade, maybe I second grade. I, I walked into that one, Mel. I walked into <laughs> well, that yeah, one. Yeah, Steve and Your I were, were, we were in seventh grade. <laughs> Chuck I and I were in seventh grade. No, okay. No. Yeah, no, really. When I got my first house here and, you know, and, and it was amazing. We're talking about homes. Mel, you'll, you'll appreciate this. Okay, you think about the time it takes to do a remodel, okay? When I, when I bought my first house here, uh, we were staying with some friends and, uh, all of a sudden, they told me, so how long is it going to take to build my house? 45 days. And then always stuck in my brain. You, you build a house in 45 days? Just didn't seem like it was right. Is this house going to be standing in 20 years? You know, but they did that. I and mean, when you think about 45 days, you could do a, if you have an extensive remodel, it could take 45 days. They want to build a whole house. But when I got there and we started tweaking a few things, I wanted to add some cabinetry right outside around the corner, but I wanted to get something that was, you know, the same because, and I wasn't going to get that from, you know, from the builder. He doesn't have them and he got them from his supplier. But what happened? I went to Stardust and what do I find? The one wall upper cabinet that I needed in the same finish that I was like, wow. it's mine. Okay. And it was, it was like almost brand new. And you'd never know, and it wasn't in line with the other ones because it was around the corner, and it was it was right above a small. I just wanted needed some extra space, and this was it was perfect. So you never know when you go to Stardust, you know what you're looking for. This is like, I, I you know, I, I try and uh, say it's just like when um, I used to DJ years ago. Don't let me walk into a record store 
because I'm like a kid in a candy store. I just, oh, I want that. I want that. Because that's what will happen when you go to Stardust. You'll walk in there, and before you know it, you'll see something. You're like, I, yeah, I need that. But I didn't, re- I didn't need it when I walked in. But when I saw it, I needed it. So you could walk out and be- bring your pickup truck. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> just take everything with you. That is true. Yeah, we've got um, any any home building supply that you could think of that you would need. And we also get unique items like pianos and uh, every now and then pool tables. And of course we've got all the bathroom fixtures. So yeah, it's, it's quite comprehensive and pretty much anything that you think you would need, including for Micah that you mentioned and, um, <laughs> Watch butcher, out. and butcher and butcher block. And that stuff flies out the door actually. Really? Yeah. We can't keep that stuff in stock. Yeah. We, well, you know, I've seen, you know, I've seen, I've done a lot of tear outs of, of, of countertops. And sometimes, um, you, you think about it. I remember doing a tear out for uh, somebody, a customer called me and says, well, yeah, I'm getting a new countertop. Can you tear out? And it was old granite. And, and, and he asked me that question, well, can you save it? And I'm like, are, are you serious? <laughs> you can't save that. I says, cause I can't get it out in, in, in the pieces that it was installed in at. It was the only thing you can hope for is just, we just break it out. We, without damaging the cabinet. And when your new installer comes in with, and does his template and fabricates your new top, it'll go right on top of the old cabinet, but you can't save granite countertops. It's just almost impossible. You might get lucky and get a big piece and maybe you know, the fabricator, they'll make a, they'll make a big coaster for you. That's about it. <laughs> That's all you can do. But, um, light fixtures and other things that are, are, are good there, obviously, um, are obviously you don't want to take, you don't take ones that are extremely old and do they still have the, do they still have the, um, what was it? 20 year rule on accepting, uh, used cabinets. I mean, we, if it's an older home, historical home, we'll, we'll go out and do an inspection, but we're doing a lot of work with the preservation society here. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it's on a, you know, look at it and see if it's something that we can see resell. If it's salvage. Yeah. And I think, you know, a big service that we offer homeowners is a lot of times they don't know what to do with the stuff where they have an appliance that they just replaced and they don't know we, for a nominal fee of $25, we'll come out and actually pick it up. And so that's, um, a part of the program that is expanding. I should also mention when we do do deconstruction, the homeowners get the tax deduction, right? So they get a tax receipt. So if we're working with a contractor and we're going in collaboratively and doing a deconstruction project, he can pass that tax savings on to the homeowner. I mean, hey that, Chuck, I have a question. Yeah. Can you tell me how that works a little bit more, the, the deconstruction and like what's the timeline on that? Yes. Is there a fee involved? Yeah. Um, and then I I heard that you mentioned that you even pick up pianos and things like that. Do you guys actually pick them up, or you just come pick them up from a curb? Like how does how does that person get the piano out of their house? I'm, I'm yeah. Interested. So we we would need that to be outside the house. I mean, we're not going to go in because obviously there's some liability there um, to the bigger pieces. So and, and then to answer your question about the deconstruction. Um, we'll come out and do an inspection and we do charge a nominal fee. It's three seventy five for a half day and seven fifty for for a full day. And primarily we're doing kitchens and, and bathrooms. So we'll go in into the kitchen, take out all the appliances, carefully take out the cabinets. If we can recycle the the countertops, which most times we can, we'll take those out as well. And then the same thing would hold true for bathrooms. And so um, in terms of scheduling, we're probably a couple weeks out. Um, to to schedule a decon project, to actually go and do it. In terms of inspecting it, we can move pretty quickly and, and do an inspection within a few days. And, and would the the listeners, do they call you to schedule that directly or is there a different line that they Yeah, so if call? they go on our website, there's a place for them to put their information in or, or call. And we have a person that's dedicated specifically for scheduling. Um, and they can, it's very simple to fill out a form online to, um, to say, I, I'm requesting an inspection or a decom project. And our, and our website is stardustbuilding.org, stardustbuilding.org. Right. And that's, that, that website, all our listeners can go on there and, uh, 
Do you, is all are basically all the items posted on the website, or only just some of them? No. So when you go on the website, it will prompt you to sign up for our newsletter. The newsletter will then every week you'll get a listing of what we have. But really, the the magic is getting onto social media and following us on Facebook or Instagram because we're posting literally multiple times a day. Because again, the churn. If we were to post stuff online, it would be gone by the time we posted it. Yes. So mm-hmm. I, I'm stuff just doesn't stay. It turns incredibly quick. So that's why we're literally posting every single day so that the consumers can see what we have. Yeah, I mean, and that's so important, obviously, to keep that keep that that moving. And you know, because that, that's one of the first things I know when I speak to somebody and they want to do a remodel. Um, you know, like, and you have something like that. Well, what are you going to do with your old cabinets? I mean, just the first thing, or, or you know, what are you going to do with, you know, in uh, again, the lighting? How how old is the lighting? You know, is it going to be resellable? You know, because they're, and I, I would have to think if it's it's older, it could be very outdated, and you probably wouldn't even want it. It, but the bottom line is, you know, that old expression: someone's trash is someone else's treasure. If it works someone will buy it. It's just a matter of price, right? So we have automatic markdown. So if stuff doesn't sell, we'll mark it down. Um, and then there will be a point where it will sell. It will sell eventually. It provided it works. I mean, so the same thing with appliances. We will take back some older appliances pr- provided they work and someone will buy them, whether they may be doing a, an apartment building or um, maybe they're doing an in-law suite or whatever, but there's always someone that will find a, a home for these. Either, how how long does someone have to wait, like like you're talking about appliances, for somebody to come pick up? I mean, cap, the cabinets, obviously, deconstruction takes a couple of weeks to get to get it on the schedule. But what about appliances and stuff like that? To get a pickup? Yeah. I mean, it depends. But typically, a week to two is the most that they'd have to wait for us to come pick up stuff. Okay. I mean, we're pretty, we're pretty steady. We run multiple trucks a day, so... Um, you know, I sort of pay attention. I see it on the schedule and I never see more than a couple of weeks out. Um, and then with vendors, we have recurring pickups. So, you know, they have schedules because a lot of them, we have weekly pickups because they, they just have a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I think that's something for the homeowners to take into account and think about when they, when, you know, they, they were thinking about, well, we're going to have a local bulk pickup. Okay. That's all well and good, but is some of the stuff that you're throwing away for that bulk pickup, can it be recycled? And it was, is it something that Stardust can use to put it, you know, in the store and sell and not go into a landfill? Yeah, the, the answer is 100% yes. I mean, so you see so many things that are in bulk pickups that someone would love to buy. No, oh, yeah. And, and, and at the same time, the homeowner's getting a tax deduction. So it's a double bonus for them. You know, I want to ask you a question, you know, like out here in the East Valley, you know, we had the uh, demolition of Fiesta Mall. Um, did, were you guys able to, any donations come in from that demolition? That project, no, but we are in touch with a lot of commercial um companies that do that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. we are doing projects where we can go in prior to the demo right? and, you know, go into the bathrooms and go into the offices and takes, yeah, we can do that. Uh, we got to be ahead of it. That one, we, no, we tried and we were unsuccessful in getting to them. And, you know, you can't get everyone. And at the end of the day, you know, as sad as it sounds, I mean, you got to care about the environment too, because it's a little bit of extra work. It's one more step to make that call, to have a schedule, to go out there and do it. But think about all the benefit you're doing on landfill side and at the consumer side. True. True. And it's, and it's so very important to be able to do, but, um, you, you guys could basically start us. You could say it's been a, a mainstay here in the Valley for a, a very long time. Yeah. It's 27 years. It was founded by Jerry Bizgrove and, um, he owned a company, Stardust, and it's the name Stardust, and we're growing every year, and we have some really aggressive plans for more growth and enlarge our stores and potentially maybe even have a third store. So we've got a lot of plans in place, and um, yeah. 
It's well, exciting. It's good. Well, I good. I remember the other store that we used to have off of Thunderbird up in North Phoenix. Um, that was that was very convenient for me because I live up in North Phoenix. So uh, anything that we went over there used to be able to. It was a, a great place, a short short drive to donate. But again, you know, two locations in the valley: one in Mesa and one in Glendale. Correct. Those are that's basically for all our our listeners out there who live in the Phoenix area, east side, west side. So uh, uh, both stores are, are relatively well stocked. When it was the last time I was there, I know the Mesa store was. Um, in fact, we I did a uh, I can't remember. It was a couple of years ago. I did a uh, uh, it was a special event at Stardust in Mesa. And I co-hosted it with Terry Olette from uh, Sonora Living out there. And we had, it was, it was a great time. People came out. It's a, a lot of festivities. And I think it was just um, an event to get, uh, to showcase Stardust and, and show what it could be as being part of the community and being something, uh, a resource. That's the word I was, a resource for the community. Yeah, we, um we're doing a lot of that hosting of parlors with different associations to get them into the store. So they, you know, not all their members are familiar with us. And then obviously they come in and to your point, they're like a kid in the candy store because the, the breadth of what we have is so amazing. And they, I don't think that they realize that when you walk into a 50,000 square foot store with racks, how much stuff we have. Um, and again, the churn, it's just like every day, um, you know, we're getting donations from commercial hotels, office furniture companies in addition to the decon work that we're doing, in addition to the home goods stuff. Um, so if someone's redoing their home office, desks, chairs, uh, filing cabinets, waste paper baskets, just you can do your whole office for incredibly short money. That's really great. Great. Why don't you, uh, Chuck, why don't you give our listeners um, uh, your contact information so they can find you one more time? Absolutely. So, my name is Chuck Warshaver. Um, my email address is C Warshaver, and that's W A R S H A V as in Victor E R at stardustbuilding.org. And um, access the website. And as again, I really encourage you to um, follow us on our social media accounts. It's really, it's really great. And uh, keep up the good work. And um, Mel and I will uh, send. Anything that we can your way. Much appreciated. To make sure that uh, we could always want to do our part and uh, always get the word out with our our customers that are interested when we see something that could be used because they're always thinking recycle. What else? You know, we don't want to put we don't want to put a lot into a landfill. It's just it's just not good. Yeah, and Mel, being a designer, we we're doing a lot of work with designers now. And there's a ton of obvious projects. And so that quality of goods that we're taking back, incredible. Yeah. Well, Chuck, I have to say I am a designer, but I am also now officially a general contractor as well. So I have a full design build firm now. <laughs> and the reason I was asking those questions is because I actually do have a project that I will be starting that, crazy enough, their cabinets are beautiful. <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm not they, surprised. We've seen unbelievable stuff that comes back, you know, high-end doors, yeah. high-end appliances. So I'll have a big project for you guys to come out and deconstruct and countertops and nice, modern-looking contemporary cabinets that it just, you know, they they just want something new, um, even though it is pretty new. Well, now, thanks <laughs> to you, I can take Sunday off because I've earned, my, I've earned my keep here now, Mel. <laughs> yes, no kidding. I, I really think that you're going to be quite uh, impressed. Perfect. <laughs> That's really good. That's you really guys good. take sliders and doors and windows and stuff like that as well? Yeah, as long, I mean, the windows obviously have to be encased, but yes. Yeah, we do a ton of windows. Tons. Is a single or double pane? Or both? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter? Okay. Yeah. Chuck, thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. All right. Thanks I for having appreciate me. appreciate it. Chuck Warshaver uh, from Stardust Building Supplies, a great, great nonprofit organization here in the Valley of the sun. So uh, we want to thank him for all his great work and look forward to uh, continued partnership in uh, promoting that great uh, organization. But uh, also want to thank our listening audience. 
to listen to our weekly podcast, The Boxcar Universe. Remember, we are your source for cutting-edge information on container homes and container pools. So let Mel and I design and build your dream container home. And we also want to send out kudos to Mel on her new contractor's license. Yay. All right. Thank you. All right. Yes. All right. All right. Many, many successful years coming your way, Mel. God willing. Yes, absolutely. And uh, if you'd like to email Mel or I, you could always contact us at boxcarliving at gmail.com or steve at boxcaruniverse.com. And as I said earlier, Boxcar Universe can be uh, heard weekly on any podcast player. And always remember, let us containerize your lifestyle. See you next week. You're a great American. I love you.